0: to a, another very special episode of Intoxicology, the podcast mm. with your hosts, <laughs> Ellie Chesterton and Katie Wood.
1: Yeah. And, and Ellie, why
0: don't you say why it's a special episode?
1: Oh, it's a very special episode today because we've got um, a very special person on on the podcast. <laughs> I can't even say it seriously. Um, we we have um, a dear, dear dear friend of mine on the podcast, um, Tim.
2: Hello.
1: Yeah. And um, I we had this. I don't know if you've heard the episode where we were talking to you uh, talking. Um, oh yeah, you have listened to that one already. When I said I didn't actually know how to pronounce your surname, yeah. I'm still there. So that's why it it's was open ended. Tim, um, are you going to help?
2: I mean, at this point, I feel like I've been in the UK long enough to realize that I should just give up. Well, how, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> I don't think I don't think anyone's going to get it right.
1: Wait, but it, I don't even I don't even know what the last name is. So well, it looks French, but it's not French. Right, It right. looks French, but he's Dutch, so, so that's why I'm confused.
2: Right, it's pronounced Pasquier.
1: Oh, I would have never have got that. I'd have said "passeur," like French. Get that. No,
2: it's fine. So it's P A. Yeah, I'm
1: not going to get that. <laughs> double S.
2: C H A R.
1: I didn't even know it had a H. I didn't know it had a H in it. I thought it was like
2: yeah, yeah. It's got all the letters.
1: Oh. All of them. Also, did
0: so, you? So are you, are you Dutch then, Tim? I have no background. I am. Yeah. I'm where the listeners are at. <laughs> yeah. Other than you critiqued our podcast.
1: <laughs> Oh, yeah, so...
0: Fair critiques. Yeah,
1: to the listeners back home, it's that Tim. Oh, God. It's that Tim. That Tim, from Tim... Made famous by Tim's Three Critiques. <laughs> That's um, me. But anyway...
0: Listen to it now. Okay,
1: yeah, so continue on your... your you, you being Dutch. Mm. Well... Who are you?
0: Can we just first
2: realise that um, Ellie just called me special? <laughs>
1: Yeah, you, you, but you are though, right? Yeah. Okay, special but in, like in a good
2: way. Yeah.
1: A good way. Yeah. It's left open ended.
2: Good. Yeah. All right. I'm Maybe there. It how you wish. Yeah. Um, it's
1: up to you, Tim.
2: Yeah. No, I'm I'm from the Netherlands. Uh, I've lived in the UK since the end of 2016, so four years now. Hmm. Um, the
0: entire reign of Donald Trump.
2: Yeah. Basically. They they voted Brexit and I thought you know what I'm going to jump onto a sinking ship. I mean, I just want to s- state for the for the record, if there's any UK government officials listening, <laughs> I love it here. I think it's great. <laughs> uh, I contribute a lot to the to the community. I do science. Expert
1: knowledge. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
2: So yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Are you wanting yeah. to stay after your PhD is finished? I don't know yet. You don't know. That's fair enough. I don't even know if I want to stay <laughs> I was born here, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Moves to the U.S. Just kidding. It's worse.
1: No, I actually, yeah, but I, we've already been through this. I actually really I like know you do. I know you do. I mean, um, I
0: do too, except for the guns
1: and trumpets. What, you don't
0: like guns? <laughs> I don't like guns. I'm a very non-gunny. Tim, I thought you were going to open, um, so before, before we started the show, Tim, I thought you were going to open your, your fresh bottle, get some uh, yeah. ASMR for the so listeners.
2: So it's a, it's a, it's a nice bottle of single malt scotch whiskey, uh, telescope, oh. port mm. re, so there's like a bunch of extra letters, but it's just pronounced re.
1: So do you identify with that? Yeah. With all the random letters? In
2: exactly. The, yeah. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> I relate. Never had it before? It was a gift.
1: Oh, was Mm -hmm. it? Yeah. Oh, was that your Christmas present?
2: Uh yes. Last year's Christmas present.
1: Oh okay. I thought I thought Mm from um,
2: Are you ready for it?
1: I was born ready. Oh yeah, that's nice, that is. That's gonna be some hardcore. Yeah,
0: that's gonna be nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hold on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So to kick off this um, section of the pod, Tim. Yeah. T- tell us, how do you know me?
0: Yeah, what's the connection?
2: Right. So we both study at the University of Leeds.
1: Mhm.
2: Good place. Um. Good science. For <laughs> the most of it, I mean, there's some there's some weird people looking into like birds and stuff. I don't know. Oh but yeah.
1: Mm. No. Otherwise, oh, yeah, it's those all fine. Weird, weird people. Yeah. I wouldn't want to associate Bird with person. them. Third mm. person.
2: <laughs> yeah, we stay clear of them, mostly. Um, Fair. And then me and Ellie also co FBS, so Faculty of Biological Sciences, postgraduate student reps. So we represent a student Ooh. body in meetings with the graduate school, with the faculty. I
1: represent the arms, Tim represents the legs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's that like was one a of
1: those... horrible joke <laughs> <laughs> honestly
0: yeah. I'm amazed because like the LDI <laughs> I remember from mas- from our master's degree was like get me as far away from like any official position in this master's degree as possible yeah but so I'm I was, shook no, I remember I when we it.
2: recruited her yeah so yeah, was, oh, okay. we, were, we were at a social event um, and we basically just fed her alcohol until she agreed.
0: That sounds more like it. Yeah.
2: Um, it, it, now, I would it never does. condone, you know, feeding people alcohol to do to get them to do things against their wishes.
1: Like a podcast. No. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't think you've, you have any regrets, do you?
1: No, it's a, it's a good time. Made some good pals. Exactly. Um, yeah, Aww. it's been... Yeah, because, uh, yeah, it was in my first year and of my PhD and I was doing, like, a two-minute lightning talk um, thing and um, one of the other reps, Lorelei, approached me then and was like, we really want you to be a rep. And I was just so flattered and I thought to myself, <laughs> like, oh, my God, out of everyone here, but then they told me afterwards, they were like, no, they actually try really hard to just try yeah. and recruit anybody. And they just thought, oh, she looks a bit gobby. She'll probably do it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, oh, and here I God. am. So it's, it's meant you know, to be it's like up. a one year position.
1: Is so it? it? For one, I
2: could, yeah. Um, oh. I've been a rep. This is my fourth year, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, It's not that I'm power hungry. It's just we, uh, how do I put this? Uh, we lack. You like it. We know we lack competent personnel, and I feel obligated to keep going.
1: <laughs> Tim, but, I'm fully. Uh, I'm not competent at this at all. Like, how, how many
2: meetings have you attended, Ellie?
1: What do you mean? All of the ones that I'm aware of, I attend. It's just. Um, I think how many I'm aware of is a completely has a completely separate question.
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we
1: agree. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. loving
0: the subtle shade.
1: No, it's it's <laughs> I'm good. I'm living for this. I no, I am scared for the day when Tim steps down. Although it's coming Me soon. and another rep, um, Danny, we started at the same time being reps, and she has just slowly moved kind of through the ranks and just amassed more and more power as time has gone on. <laughs> and it's made me feel so much better because I know that when Tim leaves, it's not the 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 stick is not going to be passed to me. It's going to be fine. I can avoid it for, I can avoid it for a little bit longer.
0: <laughs> you can just continue to sit in the background going to meetings that you might be aware of occasionally. Yeah.
1: And arranging socials. And I do, I do have mm. an input on the ones that I do attend. It's just, um, I'm not very good with, uh, I shouldn't really be announcing this on the podcast, should I? Cause what if a future prospective employer listens and hears when me say that I'm not very good at timekeeping. <laughs> They know <laughs> that anyway, I think it's obvious Everything we talk about is I mean, about how shit I am at keeping time. If
2: the, if they have listened to the podcast They should be aware of how bad you're at timekeeping
0: Yeah It's not going to be a surprise at this point That's true I think and the important thing to know though is that you're aware of it and yes. You can make a
1: point. yes And also if anyone's listening to this podcast anyway I don't think they're going to pick out the point That I'm bad at timekeeping, they're going to listen to this And they're not going to be hiring me anyway So <laughs> I don't like, really no. think I have to worry about specifics Do I? <laughs> Good point. Reject.
0: Immediately. <laughs> yeah. like, Looking forward to going to the UK and starting to apply for jobs. It's going to be great.
1: So <laughs> it's, it's, my Prize. supervisor actually told me she she was like, but you've got science communication skills. Because um, I said I would probably like to go into, if if I wasn't to stay in academia, I'd probably like to go into science communication. She was like, well, you have you have stuff like that. Like, you have your podcast. And I was like, well, you've clearly never listened to the podcast. <laughs> it, yep. It's very, very yeah. loosely science communication, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think like communication skills, and pod and this pod specifically, mm-hmm. do not go necessarily hand in hand. No, like they're not. They're not. No, just because we have one thing doesn't mean we have the other. Yes, it's a space. form of
1: communication. It's just not necessarily science. Mm.
0: You know
1: what I'm saying? <laughs> or good communication. All good. Yeah, neither. It, okay. it always comes out better than it actually begins, though, because how we initially communicate always needs a lot of refining by the time it actually goes out. So putting ourselves out there is better communicators than we actually are. But it's, it's good. This is when Tim will realise that all of the, <laughs>
0: He's like, I've made it terrible He's mistake. like, I've made it
1: terrible... And then when he listens back, he'll be like, oh my God, this is a great episode. I don't remember this being a good, nice conversation.
2: <laughs> so the thing is, right, I've actually got quite a bit of dread because I feel like I'm peeking behind the curtain of a show oh. that I enjoy... And now I see oh, how no, it's made, no. and I may not enjoy it anymore.
1: No, you will, because it's always a surprise, so, and that makes me feel really nice that like, you say that you enjoy it. That's that so, just broke my heart. So <laughs>
0: I'm ter- i now. I have anxiety. I'm like I mean, <laughs> <part> I <took laughs> don't that, want to lose Tim.
1: <laughs> I took that as a compliment, and you took that as <laughs> I was like, you enjoy the show, and you're like, wait, I'm one of our three listeners? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: People your regular
2: listener number is, is going again. down to twenty. Was it? Twenty nine now.
1: I mm. like how he knows better than I do. Yeah, you do, but that's because, as you always point out, Katie, you can't get onto the the. Uh...
0: Actually, I've been really good this week. I've been onto all of our metrics.
1: Have you? And I built us
0: a new website. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you have.
2: All right, spill. Yep.
0: And I. What did I else? What else did I do? That was about it. <laughs> Look,
1: <laughs> but what, I stop, did see. Or just podcast related. You who do what? I said, is that all you did full stop or just podcast related?
0: No, that was it this week, yeah. Okay, that's I mean, fine enough. Yeah. No, no, it's Christmas. No, no just. <laughs> well, I did have today off, so I'm allowed to pass today. Aww. Um, But the other two days, not so sure of. No, it's
1: not great. No, <laughs> just kidding. Okay. Procrastination is work. I do my work. job. You what? Procrastination is work. You need a break. That's Creativity one thing, people... and stuff. Some people just don't realise how hard it is to procrastinate.
2: Well, here's the thing, right? There's a Dutch concept of Nixon, which literally translates to doing nothing. And it's an acceptable form of activity. So let's say you turn up on Monday morning and you pass. You're like, oh, what you do this weekend? It's like, oh, I've been doing nothing. It's like, oh, that's great. Just taking time for yourself, (laughs) doing nothing. Looking out the window. I do like that sometimes, a, you know? It's like, it's like a reset.
0: No, that's great. Yeah, is is the Netherlands opening up its borders to US
1: citizens anytime soon?
0: Uh, for fun? Uh, probably.
1: Haven't they closed the borders? Oh, no, is it just they've closed the borders to Germany at the minute? Or is it? Oh, no. They, I'm pretty sure the US yeah. citizens are banned, like, throughout Europe right now.
2: Yeah. Yay. Um I mean, not that I'm going to, but if I were going home for Christmas this year... I couldn't fly in, because they've, they've shut all the flights down. Oh,
1: no. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I'm actually That's spending okay, Christmas cause... by myself this year.
1: You're doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nixon. Wait.
2: Exactly. It's fine.
0: Well, shit. Okay, so you know each other from Student Body Council. So I assume you're... you're did you already say you're getting a PhD? Yeah. You're in your fourth year, I think you said. Okay, so what's, what do you study for your PhD? So, if not birds in the Seychelles.
2: <laughs> exactly. So um, it's, it's very different from what Ellie does, right? So it's not even ecology related. Uh, I am a structural and molecular virologist, which means I look at the structure and function of virus proteins.
0: So this really is Tim Lee, considering.
2: Yeah, but I don't actually work on COVID, unfortunately.
0: No, but you understand it more than Ellie and I do, I assume. Probably yes. I think that's like the funniest thing was when you're when like your family and your friends know of you as a biologist. They assume that you know like all of the biology, and so when COVID started, kind of first hitting, a bunch of my non-biology friends kept coming up to me and being like, "So, what do you think of this this whole virus thing?"
1: And it's like, I have no idea. I'm (laughs) <laughs> literally the furthest person that could tell you anything about this i always find that people ask me to like assess their rashes and stuff like i'll have friends that will send me a picture and they'll be like ellie what's this or like my mom will send me a picture of like a type of bruise or something they'll be like do i need to see a doctor and i'm like probably <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you have to ask the question and i feel like jane err <laughs> on the side of caution we can't lose you
1: Although I hate to say it, but I have accurately diagnosed things in the past. So, not saying that I am um, people should be asking she's me a, for medical advice. Um, but I, I have been right about numerous things in the past. So, so, so Tim studies viruses. Yeah, he does exactly.
2: So, um, I'm I'm mostly interested in how viruses package their genomes. Um, yeah. So. A, a genome is all the genetic information that results in that virus, right? So, everything that virus needs is encoded in the genome, and they need to package that in the same way that human cells need to package about two meters of DNA. So, it needs to be wound up really tightly because otherwise, it would just be way too big to contain in a single cell.
1: Yeah,
2: it would. And this. <laughs> I'm here for the hard science, Ellie.
1: Yeah, you are. You came to the wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Tim, what were you expecting? Come on.
2: I know. Well, I was expecting (laughs) this to be honest. Um... Right.
1: Okay, continue.
2: Yeah, so anyway. In the same way, viruses need to... Um, do this sort of size reduction in their genomic material because otherwise it'd be way too big to contain in a virus particle. Um, mm-hmm. So virus can do that in a few different ways. Um, and I'm interested in how they do that uh, in both the structural way. So I'm looking at the actual proteins in a microscope um, mm-hmm. and also in a functional way. So what um, mechanistic tricks can these uh, proteins do to ensure that this uh, genomic materials wrapped up really tightly.
1: Okay. And do you work on any like specific virus or is it just different ones you look at? Yeah.
2: Um, so at the moment, I'm working on a couple of different ones and they're actually not that closely related. So the viruses come in both DNA and RNA form, right? So you've got the DNA that's right. in our cells, but then RNA is another form of nucleic acid that viruses can use as genomic material so i'm working on both rna viruses and dna viruses um because their strategies of wrapping up their genomes could be quite different um Mm. and they're both equally interesting
1: okay Um, any any we might have heard of (laughs) any any big big name celebs (laughs) yeah
2: i work i work on hendra virus Hendra okay. virus is a relative of Nipah. You may have heard of Nipah.
1: Mm. I've never heard of Nipah. Mipah is in the other room watching the Queen's Gambit. Uh,
2: no, it's with an N. Mm. Nipah. N i p a h.
1: Oh, who said Nipah. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> Mipah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Queen's Gambit is amazing, though. I
1: watched
0: all of it. It's really Halley good. Quality show. Yeah. We're, all, we're all
1: really enjoying it. Actually, we we've mm. Um, mm. me and. My mum started watching it and then my dad started watching it and now he's watching it by himself which I'm a bit offended by but um <laughs> it is what it is.
2: Am I allowed to swear on the show?
1: Uh yes. Swear. Right.
2: Yeah.
0: Have you ever listened? What, do to you, yeah. It for <laughs> oh, you said well, I said I don't know.
2: Well, obviously I'm a guest so that brings some different rules with it but No,
0: there's no if you some... would Tim. like to swear you're more than welcome. It's not a requirement. Tim right. in the first episode I said
1: octopussy. <laughs>
2: Which is so, a which is a James Bond character, so that's not necessarily swearing. Actually. Yeah.
1: I've just typed it in and there it says Showtimes for Octopussy, and there's a film on called Octopussy right now at the View oh. Cinema in York. There's also a drawing of a cat head with octopus legs, and for some reason I want that tattooed on me. Oh.
0: Actually, you know what? I'll pay for that.
1: Would you actually? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so the Neep. So the Nipah virus. Mm-hmm. Nipah. Mm-hmm. That's the, not what, uh, that's not
2: what I work on. So okay. I work on Hendra, okay. which oh, okay. is a, a relative of Nipah.
1: Okay.
2: Um, mm. and Hendra is found in Australia. It's a okay. zoonotic virus, so much like COVID nineteen, which is a disease caused by SARS-Coronavirus-2 um, mm-hmm. is a zoonotic disease.
0: Um,
2: Hendra is also a zoonotic virus. And that means... So what could,
0: makes something...
2: Right. Yeah, so a zoonotic virus is a virus that can transition between species. And usually that would include humans as well, because otherwise we wouldn't consider it necessarily zoonotic.
1: Yeah. Um
2: but that's uh, that's both ways, right? So it could be from humans to animals, or from animals to humans, because humans and are animals.
1: We, yeah, I mean, some some <laughs> of us. Ellie's a fucking animal. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm just so,
0: kidding.
1: so what what animal did it start in? This right. This
2: so, box? for SARS coronavirus two, it is thought that. I'd, The reservoir, which is where the virus normally circulates, is uh, a type of horseshoe bat. Mm -hmm. And it would have then transitioned onto humans, either directly or through an intermediary host. But a lot of that's still unknown, because obviously it's a very recent um, zoonotic event. We had SARS-1 in like 2000 and was it 2000? Maybe 2003,
1: yeah, something like that.
2: Uh, Which is actually, which is probably the same route, so that's also found in bats in China and then transitioned onto humans.
1: Mm. And what about this hendrovirus then?
2: So, hendrovirus also the reservoir for hendrovirus is also in bats, but this is a very different kind of bat. So, the horseshoe bat is one of these uh micro bats,
0: it's actually just a horseshoe with wings. Sorry,
2: no, I think that has to do with like the the (laughs) Jesus. Uh, I think it has to do with the shape of their nose. It looks like a horseshoe or something. I don't know. Um, I'm it. But then Hendra virus is found in flying foxes, which are megabats. So they're uh, a very different kind of bat. Megabats.
1: Megabats. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know that was a thing. No, I'm not being. Oh my I, god! When I was in the Seychelles, I saw the biggest bat. Actually, I've ever seen in my entire life. And I as they f- the they flew over me and I turned to the person next to me because I just got off the boat and I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck are they?
2: Terapus Sychalensis.
1: Is that the one it is?
2: Yeah. So I'm Is actually, that a megabat?
1: Well it was definitely a megabat, but
2: So the the animal <laughs> I've chosen to speak about today is well actually there's a bunch of them. Because I've I thought it'd be interesting to talk about Terrapa's bats, which are the flying foxes or fruit bats.
1: Okay. So the
2: ones you saw in the Seychelles is one of the at least 60 species in that gen- in that genus.
1: Ooh. But they were just like, have cool. you never seen a bat before? And I was like, oh, I have seen a bat, but that is a bat. bat. Oh my god, this is what our first episode was about, wasn't it, when we said big-ass pterodactyls? Oh, yeah. it's all come full circle yeah. again. Oh, yeah.
0: look at this. See, now it is full circle. Also, I just need to say this, but the horseshoe bat has the most fucked up face I've ever seen in my life. That's really like, nasty. That, that honestly, like God was drunk when he did
1: that. Oh, well, I just loaded I'm up just Google, saying. and I still have Octopussy on my um, horseshoe. <laughs> Scared the living shit out of me. So I'm, I'm ready. So the species that you're going to, well, a few species right. you said yeah. you were going to tell us about. What, oh, what geez. are they? Let's give them a quick look before we. Uh,
2: Right, so bats in general, right they're about twenty percent of all classified mammal species are bats, uh, which is quite a lot, so they from yeah. among all the like the different groups of of mammals, they are the second most diverse after rodents,
0: so they're earth rodents, no sky rodents, sorry, no, that's still pigeons, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> This is my second drink now, and I haven't eaten much today.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so there's, there's over 1,400 species of bats.
0: 1,400 species?
2: Yeah, which is a lot. That's a
0: lot of bats.
2: So there's quite a big range in sizes of bats as well. So you've got the smallest one, which is the kitty's hog-nosed bat. It's only about uh, one and a quarter inch long. One and a quarter inch long? One and a quarter inch. Yeah. What? And its its wingspan is only six inches. Uh, It weighs about two and a half grams, which is basically nothing. Um, But it it eats insects. So, I mean, a lot of the insects would be quite big for it, I imagine. But then there's the uh, giant golden crowned flying fox, uh, which... Can weigh up to one and a half kilograms and has a wingspan oh. of 1.7 meters, which is about okay. five and a half foot.
1: Is that like. Oh my god. There is a picture of one standing next to a very short man, <laughs> and it looks. <laughs> and I think they've done that on purpose, like, because the short sure man. For
0: illustrative purposes.
1: Yeah, for illustrative purposes and it is about as, it's about as tall as a, as a short man yeah. honestly it's upsetting yeah. i'm not
0: going to be able to put any of this on on the instagram so if you're listening just go go google it it actually looks thing. like
1: a it looks like a man in a bat suit it looks like a very <laughs> hyper realistic batman batman yeah <laughs> okay
2: would you call it man bat <laughs>
1: Yes. It would be like if, if someone was making like a budget like said list film and they wanted to have Batman as a character <laughs> but they couldn't because <laughs> it didn't pay the royalties. <laughs> they'd ha- they'd hire Man Bat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so that's the full so that's the full range of, of
2: yeah, bats. Then. So that's that's okay. the biggest one, right? Um what do you think it eats? Yeah going off that of those pictures
1: humans so. i i would think that it would eat like either birds or rodents maybe like mice yeah. right actually no i, I think, think, it's think it's a trick question have to be bigger than no Ooh. i think you're tricking vegetarian? me vegetarian i think they're going to be very small insects actually flies
0: i'm going to say fruit no that's wrong
1: fruit yeah no actually fruit yeah, yeah. it's
2: fruit yeah yeah no they eat fruit yeah,
1: well done. To be Ten fair, points. I, w- as I was saying, birds and rodents. I was looking at a picture of one with an entire banana in its mouth. So I don't know where I was getting all this from. <laughs> like I had the information right there in front of my eyes, and I didn't utilize it. Uh,
0: <laughs> right, uh, it's right. amazing. That's okay. Well
1: done, Ellie. It's okay. I wanted to give it to you, Katie. I wanted you to have. Thank for, you.
0: I needed that today. Mm, I okay. needed
1: that. You win. I lose. <laughs>
2: so one one group of those megabats, right they're, the, uh-huh. they're called the fruit bats or the flying foxes. It's all the same
1: yeah
2: um, their genus name is Teropus. so it's p t e-r o p u uh, s which means wing foot uh, so some bats have a membrane between their uh, between their legs, and some don't, so it might have to do something with that. So I think that might be why, but I'm not sure.
1: That's okay. We love a bit of conjecture on the podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, in case you haven't noticed, uh, we never know anything. So <laughs> <laughs> at least I don't.
2: Right. So this um, this genus has about six sea species in it, um, mm-hmm. um, and the so the size range is from about 120 grams to about 1.6 kilograms. That's quite a big range. Um,
1: okay, that's about a third. Of but a
2: most most of them are below 600 grams.
0: So it's 21 ounces, so a little over two pounds. No,
1: yeah. No.
2: See, this is why you need the yeah. metric system.
1: Yeah, it would it would just be easier for everyone in the world, if, <coughs> including yourself, if America just. Uh... Yeah. You know, guys. I know this is going to come as a complete shock to you both.
0: I don't have any power. <laughs> to do anything about this so <laughs> apologies in advance you
1: america should, you should be sorry. we do what
2: we want i mean in in the uk they're still measuring by stones which is yeah we wild. kind of have a mix which i've never
1: understood like my ex i can't remember at one point i i don't because i never know which is the metric and which is imperial and what's just like made up as well because we do use a mix (laughs) and I remember my ex a couple of times was like oh it's this in like centimeters to try and explain it to me and I was like oh we don't measure people in centimeters we measure them in feet and he was just like what (laughs) and he was like you don't even stick to your own like system." and i was like yeah. <sighs> yeah and um and like the fact that we use like stone and stuff it, i don't know i don't even yeah. know what's imperial and what's metric i don't even know i don't know i could just be saying both those things and those could both be things that conform to what's expected of england but and then and then yards like my sat nav would be like six yards and i would be like what the fuck is a yard
2: it's about 90 centimeters
1: wow it's
2: about three about <laughs> three, three
1: feet about three foot, yeah okay and yeah anyway moving back on we're talking right about we were, so sorry <laughs> i'm so sorry you knew this was right. gonna happen he actually messaged me and he was like are you all right with all the diet like are you all right with us going off on tangents and stuff and i was like what do you even mean it never stops the tangents literally <laughs> never stop that's who we are <laughs>
2: christ right so even though it's, there's quite a large number of species in this genus they're all they all look fairly similar so they would be of different sizes but They've all got basically the same body plan, right so they've got two big wings, they've got two feet, and they're sort of almost dog like head mm.
1: um the forbidden puppy
2: yeah, and they all pretty much um they all pretty much eat fruit uh, there's some that sort of occasionally eat some insects um but most of the most of the food is fruit,
1: what kind of fruit?
2: <laughs> uh we'll get to that later actually because there's a nice little really? bridge there nice. yeah
1: you you've been taking tips from katie
0: is that when we talk about poop cycles as well i'm very yes. intrigued
2: yeah yeah so it all has to do yes. with it, it all comes together at the end hey. nice it's so obviously like there's some more some sort of general information there is they've all got uh, comparatively large hearts and a fast heart rate because obviously they're the Ooh. only mammal that flies. Capable of what, powered flight? Um, so compared to... Oh, Jesus.
1: Sorry.
0: <laughs> I was just going to say that this is a really stupid point, but I wanted to t- t- touch on it because it illustrates how actually stupid I am about Go stuff sometimes. It. My mom and I were talking the other day and and we were talking about like bats for some reason. And she was like, those fly, right? Like those are the only mammals that fly, right? And I was like... Yes. Like, I couldn't remember, and I was like, yes, of course they're the only freaking mammals that fly. Why am I stupid? Other than us, technically, because we fly planes, you know, but not... Physiology. Not biologically it's
2: powered, yeah. I mean, when you say they're the only mammal that flies... uh
0: uh-huh. Yeah.
2: I mean, there's 1,400 species of them, so when you say only, only. mammal, there's a lot of them. Like, 20%, mm. of, 20% of mammalian species are bats. Um, at rest, they have about well, they have a heart rate of about 100 to 400 beads per minute. At that's rest. That's a
1: very big range.
2: That is a lot.
1: That's a big yeah, range because it's, it's an R's <clears> like <throat> 120, and then you just hop him right up to like
2: whoa, whoa. your heart rate is 120 at rest.
0: Surely not. I think oh, you're no. thinking of blood pressure, Ellie. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I think it's supposed to be like 120 <laughs> over 60 or something. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, 120 yeah. over 80.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah.
2: so close (laughs) i i'm not a medical doctor but if your heart rate is 120 at rest
0: yeah let's just uh (sighs) seek help tim something's
1: not right an anxiety disorder
0: (laughs) (laughs) my dad was telling me the other day his heart his resting heart rate's like 56 beats per minute
2: i got mine down to 39 ones
0: 39
2: Mm.
0: that's like medically wrong as well isn't it Mine's like always at like 90.
2: I was like completely zen.
0: Can you teach me?
2: That's... I mean, I, as I said before, just do nothing.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, back to the Nixon. Yeah, exactly. Not the person. <laughs>
2: no. Oh my God. He will definitely yeah, no not get your heart rate down to 39. Oh. Um, right. So, interestingly, uh, these uh, therapist bats, right, flying foxes, have a very large encephalation quotient. Mm. So this is their level of cognitive ability. Um, All right. Uh, it's apparently 1.2, uh, which is similar to domestic dogs.
0: Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So they share the face and the brain of a dog.
2: Yeah, I know. Imagine if your dog could fly.
1: Oh, Dude, I reckon. <laughs> To be honest, I reckon they're probably easier to train than Bean is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. So they they're, they're fairly clever, right? Similar to domestic dogs. So you, they can actually teach bats stuff, right? So there was this study where they where the bats were, um, I wouldn't say coerced, but they were trained to pull a uh, a lever, right? And there was positive reinforcement because they were being fed juice because you know fruit bats they like juice nice um, like don't juice. know what kind of juice yeah what i'm,
0: kind imma- of juice
2: I'm imagining i'm imagining orange juice because i quite like orange juice
0: pineapple
2: oh, no i don't like pineapple <laughs> juice pineapple it, like, juice is gorgeous no it stings like it, it's eating you while you're eating it it's
0: eating
1: you back yeah actually yeah, technically it all. is a
0: member of the nightshade family isn't it
1: Oh, it has the it what? has proteases. It? We've we've been through this anyway, Katie. We've spoke about this before. I don't maybe think it...
0: I'm thinking of tomatoes. I
1: you think tomatoes are.
2: are yeah. I think tomatoes are. But,
1: but we've spoke about pineapples before in here, Katie. But the problem is, is that whatever me and Katie say stuff on here, we always forget by like the next episode. We're always Yeah, no. So about it. it has
2: these. Um, it has these proteins in it. These enzymes. Yeah. 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 Right.
1: They, eat right they right burn, basically yeah. Eat, yeah. They
2: digest some of the proteins in uh, animal meat. So you can actually use pineapple juice to tenderize your steaks if you want.
1: Either way, the bottom line is we don't know what they're given to these bats in these. Uh,
2: yeah, some sort of some sort of but juice, it's
1: tasty fruit juice, um, something nice.
2: I'll I'll just admit here I've not actually read the paper. I should have done. Um,
0: no, you should.
1: Oh, have welcome done. to the club, Tim. We're not this here is for videos every time when you were like last time. Like, do you fact check? And I was like, do we fact check? <laughs>
2: I feel like it's important (laughs) to stress that when you're quoting scientific information, you should always read the sources yourself and never go based on someone else's interpretation.
1: Okay, well we've been told. Yeah, we've been told.
0: That's fair. Sometimes some of us don't have access to scientific And
1: also sometimes we're pressed for time. As we've we've as we've said, I'm very bad at timekeeping. So when I remember that we have to do this forty five minutes before we start Sometimes I don't have uh, either the the time nor the willpower.
2: Anyway, so yeah, there's this study where they're being taught how to pull a a lever, and then they will get juice as a...
0: Get something tasty. As
2: like a... a, a, Is it a a treat?
1: A treat? Yeah.
2: Yeah, when they do it... Positive
1: reinforcement. Yeah,
2: there you go. Exactly. So it's like Pavlov, right? Um, And they actually found out that these... These fruit bats, they can retain that learned behavior for at least three and a half years.
0: That's a long time, actually. Yeah. That's
1: impressive.
2: Um, right. So here's a question. Here's a question, right? For, for us? Yeah. Oh,
1: I'm ready. I'm, re- I'm not sure.
2: <laughs> right. Do all bats use echolocation?
1: No. Yes. I mean, we're hedging uh, our bets here, aren't we? <laughs> yeah.
2: So the um,
0: Ellie can say no, I'll say yes.
2: Right, so the answer is, is no.
1: Damn it. 25% wrong strikes again.
2: Yeah, the, so these fruit bats, they don't use echolocation, uh, but they have, like, big fucking eyes. So you saw the picture earlier. <laughs> big fucking eyes. Yeah.
1: Big like, fucking they have eyes.
2: big fucking eyes, right?
1: They actually look like they, look like they could be, like, a, a human child.
0: What? What?
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I mean... just looking at them. I could just imagine just holding one, like a newborn.
0: Oh. <laughs> Fuck. Honestly, you know what? They kind of look like lemurs. Like yeah. the face. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. I don't know about humans, though.
2: Right, so no echolocation, right? They don't use the little, right. the little like, clicky bits. Um, clicky bits. But they have the big fucking eyes. Uh, they actually have binocular vision, just like us, right? So they can, they can see depth, which is probably very important when you're flying around. Probably. Um, and unsurprisingly, uh, their sight is adapted to low light. Um, so these okay. these bats are mostly sense. nocturnal. Uh, some are actually diurnal, which is uh-huh. kind of weird. Mm. I don't know. Maybe the uh, the Terpus that Ellie uh, encountered on the Seychelles are diurnal because you said it was during the day, right?
1: Mm-hmm. It was. Um, yes, it was just before sunset, so, so it wasn't like were they... it wasn't dusk or dawn. It was. It was still quite light. They weren't crepuscular. No, they were not. Sorry, beat you to it. Beat you fucking to it, mate. Yeah, a little bit (laughs) crepuscular. Yeah, it wasn't sunset yet. So, because they looked black, but the sky was still like, like yellow. Is the sky yellow? (laughs) The sky's never been yellow. Yes. No, because it was. It was getting. Maybe it was sunset. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it was.
2: In any case, oh god, that
1: was painful, wasn't it? Sorry, everybody. Incredible. As a as
2: a structural and molecular virologist, I'm learning a lot of ecology jargon.
1: Yeah, Um, yeah. I love
0: it.
2: Crepuscular. So some of them are actually crepuscular. I wonder where that word comes from. What's the uh, What's the etymology of crepuscular?
1: Unsure.
0: So it literally comes from the Latin crepusculum, which means twilight.
2: Hmm. Hmm. So, um, yeah, we're getting on to the uh, reproduction part um, which I nice. know will definitely pique the interest of many uh, toxicology listeners <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there There's yep. definitely a mention of peen. So, most of the species are actually polyginandrous, which means they copulate with multiple partners uh, both nice. the males and the females do um, so basically it's it's like Love Island um,
0: yeah for any, that edition.
2: for any non-UK listeners Love Island is where they put a bunch of Instagram influencers and gym sharks on an island and do you know what, I think that show would be made a lot better if it was voiced over Bet. by David Attenborough
1: or the come down with me man Oh my god, no.
0: David Attenborough is the pure shout-out. Like, now let's watch as the female goes to interact with the male of her desire. She has exactly. ginormous headaches.
1: <laughs> Those milkers are being watched.
2: Uh, yeah, so... Right, Polygon Andres, basically like Love Island, it's it's a free for all, really. Um, so they, um, they most of the species engage in oral sex as well. Um,
1: okay, well, definitely wasn't yeah. expecting that. I know, really, but no, why? Because I, yeah. I thought that humans and dolphins were the only animals. Actually, no, and bonobos that engaged in sex. Yeah, there's for a pleasure. couple other ones,
0: but I didn't know that bats
1: was one. I yeah. didn't either. Maybe it's functional. Um, Maybe they.
2: Right, I'm getting no, onto that. On. <laughs>
1: Oh, okay. you're getting ahead of yourself. Every time, I'm um, just so smart. <laughs> uh,
2: so there's, uh, there's definitely some kind of lingus going on.
1: Oh, right? Jesus.
0: Can we hey, yeah. say
1: that on a podcast? Just kidding. I mean, what else do you want to say? They're definitely eating each yeah. other out. Katie, what's better? I don't know. I don't know either. Actually, I
0: almost prefer the last.
2: <laughs> right.
0: But that's just because, like, it makes me.
2: So there's a the little
0: Catholic schoolgirl that I used to be in me is like upset.
2: So there's some eat out to help out going on. All right. <laughs> um, as well as both opposite sex and same sex fellatio.
1: Okay. Oh, shit.
2: In fact, so the only same sex fellatio that's been observed is in a species called the bonin flying fox.
0: Jesus Christ. Those <laughs> scientists knew what they were doing.
2: Uh, spelled B O N I uh, N.
0: boning Bonin. Yeah.
1: They yeah. saw them boning and they thought The
0: boning bats.
2: I think yeah. it's a place, but I mean it's just unfortunate, isn't it?
1: Well, actually not yeah. unfortunate, because it's very helpful descriptively, isn't it? Yeah. Like so, um, it would be less helpful if those <laughs> were the bats that explicitly didn't engage in boning. <laughs> it's like it's what just are those especially... bats that
0: engage in that a lot? Oh, boning. Yes, boning bats. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so scientifically, it's thought that all this oral sex is uh, thought to increase the duration of intercourse, which could be advantageous to conception, as, uh, mm-hmm. yes. um, as well as encourage colony formation um, by appeasing antagonistic males. <laughs> uh, so obviously, you've got a point.
1: <laughs> okay. If you want to get pally. Pally you just got to have a bit of a sucky-sucky.
2: I mean, it's interesting because, well, I'll I'll get onto that later, but obviously, so these are mammals that live in massive communities of, like, tens or maybe hundreds of thousands of individuals. Um, That's a
1: lot of dicks to suck.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, there's there's quite a bit of licking and sucking going (laughs) on.
0: Say it
2: like that? Not really, but you know, <laughs> might as well.
1: <laughs> to be this honest. Far into the podcast, KT. I mean, <laughs>
2: I'm a third into my bottle of whiskey, so you know, fuck it. Uh, so, depending on the species, the gestation takes about 140 to 190 days, so 194 to 190. Uh, generally, a single pup per litre. Uh, they do seasonal breathing, so um they generally give birth in spring um
1: okay okay the
2: female so the mum stays with the pup for the first few weeks uh but then they can leave them in the roost to go foraging so obviously the pup isn't fully developed yet but they can actually leave them alone for a bit basically the males do fuck all in rearing the young So the the young tend to fledge around three months old. So as a bird person, you should know what that means.
1: Bird person. Bird person. (laughs)
2: Um, But actually, they only wean at about four to six months because obviously they're mammals, so they do wean. They reach sexual maturity around one and a half to two years old. The female tends to be reproductively capable until about 12 years. In okay. the wild, the average lifespan is about 15 years. But in captivity, they can reach up to 30 years in age.
0: Wow. Damn.
2: I know. It's like...
0: That's like yeah. me now. I'd be dead.
2: So their social system... Obviously, it's kind of weird because bats tend to form these big colonies, which is very dissimilar to most other mammals. Mm-hmm. Um... In fact, flying foxes are gregarious, which is another ecological word. Uh so it, it basically means they form colonies. And these colonies are called camps. So some of the some of the larger species of flying foxes uh form colonies of up to fifteen hundred or oh, sorry, fifteen thousand individuals, which is mind blowing.
1: That's a lot. Yeah it's like a city again
2: that is a lot of digs yeah. to get through when <laughs> exactly uh but some of the smaller species of the same genus right so it's all still terrapins
1: some of the right. smaller
2: species can form uh camps of up to 100,000 individuals 100,000
0: holy shit that's literally like a like a city that's, that's more like than
2: yeah that's more than the amount of people that live in Leeds probably <laughs> i don't know
1: Probably, <laughs> I, I was going to say I don't think
0: it is. <laughs> oh, that's amazing.
2: I mean, I'm not. Google it. I'm not.
0: What's the population of Leeds? I'm not a
1: geographer. Geographer. I'm not a
2: demographer.
0: D- ah, that's the one. Oh well, you got it. You you got it to like you know it's a seven. It's like an eighth of the population of Leeds. I, oh, I think it's still
2: significant.
0: Yeah, it's considerable. Yeah, nice. it's like a small city.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't know. It's I'm definitely, definitely more than my hometown. So They built this city. They built this city on fruit and bats.
2: Um, what do they eat? Uh, mostly, they're generalists. So they eat fruit, flowers, nectar, leaves. Nectar? Uh, occasionally insects <clears throat> to supplement their diet. Um, Protein. Yeah. You know, they need to...
1: So let him already get all- enough protein, you know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> Actually, you know it's something funny? My mom, whenever we're sick, she always goes, I think you just maybe need a little bit of protein. <laughs> and then she'll be like, Do you want a steak?
1: Do you want a snake? No. <laughs> a steak. <laughs> <laughs> Do you
0: want a snake? I thought is that what you're eating out on Hill to the Head Island? No. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's our primary source of protein.
2: Right, so they, um, actually, because they're quite active, right, they're flying around, takes a lot of energy, so they need to eat Mm. about 30% of their body weight per day.
1: Ooh. That's a lot. That is quite a lot. Um,
2: How many steaks would that be? Well, for me or for you?
1: (laughs) I don't know. None for me, because I'm a vegetarian. Obviously.
2: For me, that would be about 30 kilograms. Also, uh, for people that are listening... I'm quite tall. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm if anyone's like, this, I'm far. like
2: six six five. So that's wait. You that's that's
1: You just said you're six five. Yeah. Tall. Yeah. No, not you're long. not. <laughs> Tim, you're not six foot five. I am. No, you're not. Wait, stand up. Just kidding. He's not. <laughs> Tim is He's like, like all, I right? would. Tim is like 6'3". three. Ellie, and also, how would you know
0: the difference between six three and six five? You're like. No, 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 no,
1: no! I feel it in my bones. Because what do you call a what do you call a guy that's under six foot? A friend. Inadequate. Um, my fiance. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Simon. (laughs) And he's he's a good friend to me. Be six five though, surely. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, do you want to come over and measure?
1: No, no, Tim. No. Um, I don't believe it. Oh God! I would. I would say you're six three. We'll need a follow up. Yeah, we we'll we'll need a All right. Well, do you know what? Let's. Yeah.
2: Because metric system is better anyway. Let's put the difference. Let's say I'm 6'4. <laughs>
0: I think if you could eat thirty fill- kilograms, based on your height, I don't. And, and you're. I, I don't,
2: don't think I should be eating thirty kilograms of food a day. I'm
0: saying if you could do, if you could do, based off of the bat's dietary. <laughs> I hate oh this. Oh my
1: god! I hate this too. Uh,
0: <laughs> fucking it, talk about the bat eating again. It, Go back yeah. to right, nectar
2: um, so obviously, because they can fly, they can forage for long distances. Um, so it's been documented up to so. about 50 kilometers away from the roost in a single night. Which is like 30 miles. That's quite a, ways. That's quite a lot. Yeah. yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, I wouldn't want to drive 30 miles and like go back. Like, oh.
2: Yeah, so like 60 miles return trip just to get yeah. some food. Yeah, it's quite a bit. Yeah. Um well, that's
0: a long way to the grocery store, friend.
2: So, ecologically, they're quite important as seed dispersers. Dispersers? Yeah, dispersers. And pollinators. Yeah. Um, they feed on nice. all the crops. Um, some of, some include cashews, pineapple, which we've mentioned before. We... Uh, jackfruit, Could papaya, citrus, Jack figs, citrus. mango, banana, avocado, uh, sugar cane, grapes, and tamarind. Well, there's causing quite. So a lot they of...
1: can fly. Yeah. But do they avocado?
0: <laughs> I hate you. I mean, that was
1: not funny.
2: They do because they have tails.
1: What? I don't think he got the. Did you get the joke? Always assume he gets the joke, Katie. Uh... <laughs>
2: So,
0: I'm like, he studies viruses. He's too smart not to get this joke, right?
2: No, no. So, kado means tail.
0: So, oh,
1: Tim was on a completely the different plane. And then plane. he turned it back on us. Tim was on a completely different plane of joke telling. Nah. Like, fucking yeah, no.
2: hell. Ask her. He got us, guy. He,
1: Scott. he, he took, on, took my joke, and he did it right back Flipped to it. me. Yeah. Mm.
2: Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, hurt. <clears throat> yeah, so they... they as they... Be- well, because they feed on, on a lot of crops They um, they come into conflict With farmers a lot Which is understandable That would make sense yeah. So, yeah. Imagine being like a farmer And then just a bunch of fucking bats Turning up in the evening Eating your papayas
0: And you're a father of four <laughs> I know And I know. you're like, curse you I know ah. It's Not funny. No. Oh god, I don't know
1: what I remember. It's
2: devastating. About. It's upsetting. Right. So where where are these where are the bats found, right? Mm-mm. So the the pteropus bats. Um oh. they're found quite a, over quite a big range. So anywhere in sort of the Western Pacific Ocean and the Indian Ocean regions. Well, oh, right. obviously Where
1: specifically?
2: Not, not oceanic, but they on the land that abuts these oceans. So like Eastern Africa. Oh, where- <laughs> Arabian Peninsula, India. That's
0: still like that's
2: Southeast still like Asia.
0: geography. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Like Indonesia, Micronesia, Melanesia, Polynesia, and Australia as well.
0: Now you're just making it oh, words. All the Asians. No, these
2: are actual regions.
0: I know. <laughs> just kidding.
2: I mean, I know I know US Americans are poor at geography, but.
0: Excuse you. I was in my seventh grade geography bee. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what the fuck is a geography bee
0: yeah so so in in the states you have geography bees where like they tell you like the certain kind of like geographic uh like or c- certain like um bits of geography that are distinctive to a certain region and then you have to say what it is based off of those like what name the place that has xy and Z. has fucking right. massive bats do
2: it do it give us some <laughs>
1: I have no idea. <laughs> I did it well, in you, seventh grade. You obviously didn't do very well at it then, did you, Katie?
0: No, I think I got, like, fourth place. I did <laughs> shit. That's
1: pretty good, actually. I think Americans are no, so obsessed. No, it's not. It was out like... of, like, 20. That's pr- still pretty I mean, that's, good. i That's, I'll be happy that's really place, good, actually. Yeah.
0: Don't beat yourself um, up about that. Well, you know what's the sad thing is I went off... I remember the question that I went off of, and I was I'm still fuming about it, because it's not actually geography Still fuming. <laughs> right. They were like... They were like, "What?" They were like, um, "What is a city that uh, operates largely off of a gondola system?" And Venice. obviously, like Venice, Venice, yeah. But also, there's parts throughout Southeast Asia. So I was like, "Venice is too easy." I'm gonna go ahead and say Singapore, and I was wrong, obviously. But it's not geography. I would just like to say,
2: well, technically, it is because it's like demo e- economy, demographic economy that's it i don't know
0: anyway i'm bitter i was stupid it was <laughs> I'm Thank not you. Bitter. It's fine
2: um
0: <laughs> no venice was the smart answer i was just being an idiot clearly and that's pretty usual we all know i'm stupid it's fine 75% hey, hey
2: don't don't put yourself down <laughs> Wrong. right so these uh these bats that eat a lot of crops right um right And this is causing a lot of conflict with farmers, which means they...
0: Human-wildlife conflict.
2: Yeah. So they come into contact with humans. This brings me on to my next point, which is titled zoonosis. So I've mentioned Mm -hmm. this before, but um, zoonosis is the process where a pathogen is transferred from one species to another. Uh, Often this would involve humans. Um, so in this case, it would be a disease transferring from a bat to a human, um, right? So actually, <laughs> actually,
1: Timmy, you sound bored by your own facts. No, no, no it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> so
2: here's here's the catchphrase, right? Bats are harbingers of disease. If you think rats are bad. Think again because bats are even worse.
0: That's gonna be a long, long title for this podcast episode. I don't think we can do that. Make it shorter. I rats are just bad. I love them. There we
2: go. No, you could say, uh, rats are rad. Bats are bad.
0: Oh no, but they're not bad. That's they're not.
1: They're cute.
2: Just wait for it.
1: Okay, I'm waiting. Puffins. I'm waiting. Right,
2: Sorry. I'm waiting for it. So bats, they harbour a lot of the a lot of diseases. So, um, so the vi- the virome, which is all of the viruses found in a particular species or a group of species, um, right. Just like the biome. The viruses, right? So you've got you know the term biome.
1: Yep. Yes. Yes. All of the bacteria.
2: There you go. So, the term "virome" means the same thing, but then specifically for viruses, so these therapist bots are known harbor harbors? harbors
0: wait I just realized harbors. something. is it is a, are do viruses have their own like virome because technically they're not living and they thus do not fit in a biome
2: well there's there's a big discussion there so. In the world of virology, there's this ongoing discussion of whether viruses are alive or not. Yeah, right. I think, personally, and
0: mm. dare
2: I say it, professionally.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting! Uh, interesting.
2: I would say that viruses are alive. So, so some of the uh, conditions for. Um, aliveness or not are mm. okay. uh, rep- reproduction um right there's some other ones I, <laughs> I yeah
1: yes. I remember doing this as well because I I actually yeah. believe it or not did took a virology class and I got right. th- a thirst in it uh, undergrad oh, there you go. Um, can you leave <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Katie, I got first in most of my classes in undergrad. Um, mm,
0: fucking bull. <laughs> How'd you do in your master's? <laughs> Just kidding. I love you. Sorry.
1: Right. I can get it up. I still have all my notes. I still have all my notes from undergrad. Okay. Hold on. Um, wait, page. I'm going to pull pages. my biology book out for
0: this. I literally Googled it and one said alive. Number one, having life in opposition to dead, living, being. In the state with the organs performing their functions, sounds like fucking Yoda. Well, that's not fucking right. That doesn't even make any yeah. sense. Also, Khan Academy literally has an article that's entitled "What Is Life."
1: What is life?
2: Yes. Where's my word document?
0: Come <laughs> on, Tim. You have to promise me something. Tell me that you're going to drink quite a lot of water before. you <sleep>.
1: Um, I really enjoyed that My
2: yeah. my parents told me to not make any promises On the internet
1: <laughs> Shit,
0: well this is a podcast So uh,
2: No, I will definitely drink some water But it will also contain <laughs> It will also contain like Apple extract and alcohol
0: so an apple martini.
2: I, I mean, I was thinking side cider, but sure. Oh, okay. Um,
0: Where the shit are no. you going?
2: I mean, as as you may know, I've uh, I'm going to be spending Christmas by myself, so I decided mm-hmm. to get myself a companion. Ooh. Right. Her name is Old Lady of the Night. Her name is Old Rosie. <laughs>
0: I'm hoping it's a dog or a cat.
2: It's a cider. Two liters. Oh, okay. oh,
1: actually, I love Old Rosie cider. I know, it's
2: great. I've got two leaders That's
1: my favorite. Okay, my guys, favorite I'm sorry to interrupt the bonding, but so so we need to get care. through these bats because it's right. midnight.
2: <laughs> yeah. know,
0: he's looking for his Word document.
2: Right, right. Right. So, what are the rules of living?
0: Actually, I did look it up, by the way, of what actually constitutes a living thing. Uh well I fucking lost it after. (laughs) Hold on, let me go to my history. Here we go. I found it. All right. All living organisms share several key characteristics or functions: order, sensitivity or response to the environment, reproduction, adaptation, growth and development, homeostasis, energy processing, and evolution. So there's quite a few.
2: Right. So I
0: think it's because
1: without. They are only able to to, principles of biology. They're only able to like reproduce within a host, aren't they? So they're not able of reproducing by themselves, which is why they're not technically living.
2: Because they require a host to complete their life cycle. That's the only thing that separates them from the let's say the rules of living.
1: Okay. Uh, Mm. Because
2: if you think about it, they do respond to their environment, right? So there's there's physiological processes going on when they interact with host receptors that they can recognize right. with their viral proteins, and there's all kinds of conformational changes going on, so that I would wager that's interacting with the environment. Um, yeah. They adapt and they respond to selective pressures, so these viruses they go through all kinds of um, random mutations. And these random mutations are selected for or against by evolutionary pressure, just like any other living organism mm. um, they uh they change throughout time
0: um, isn't that just evolution or not adaptation
2: yeah I mean <laughs> i mean so I think.
0: I, I think you're making a solid argument. Yeah. I think they cover spaces. Like, I
2: feel like the 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 principles of living are quite purist. And I would say it. Mm. you don't necessarily need to be completely independent for your reproduction to be considered alive. Because there's plenty of pathogens. Yeah. Okay, there's plenty of parasites that are dependent on a host species to survive right without a whole species they can't survive and they can't reproduce even though they're
0: well and i uh, my my question are we talking about like this on like a species level or an individual level these are the certain parameters that an individual has to have in order to do this or in order to be considered living Do, do you know what i mean right because like technically if we're talking about reproduction and being able to reproduce on our own humans as individuals cannot reproduce on our own exactly so then would we not be considered living? I mean as an individual.
2: I'd like to think I'm alive. Bar, barring any necromancy. For any listeners out there, I'm about halfway through my bottle.
0: Oh fucking hell.
2: Uh, honestly I Stop drinking the good stuff now. It.
0: You're tipsy though. Look at that. Wow. It's about I'm halfway. Impressed. Yeah, you've you've got you've gotten through it a bit. <sighs>
1: I love how you um, said at the beginning, you were like, once I know I'm behind the scenes, it might make me want to listen less. Has it made you... Do you think you'll want to listen more or want to listen <laughs> Oh, less definitely.
2: I'm definitely going to listen more.
1: Because you know, you know what's going on.
2: <laughs> Actually, do you know what? I'm going to go out and say this. I feel like the next time I'm listening to an episode of Intoxicology, I will also drink just to get into the spirit <laughs> honestly- of things.
1: okay. No bats bats bats, um, bats, 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 yeah, yeah,
2: bats, bats. Yeah. Right. So, Terpus bats. Terpus bats. They have this uh, this thing called a virome, um, and that's basically all the viruses.
0: <laughs> we've started the same section four times
2: because <laughs> you never let me fucking finish it.
0: No, we have.
1: We've got. We finished. Just, so much
0: just, of it. You have to continue. You have to. Okay, just continue. Okay, so we were, we were on the part of fair enough. Viruses, I think, are in living. my opinion, qualify. Okay, that's sure. fine. They're as a live, I'm going okay. to. Yeah. As individuals, yeah, from I'll give it to you. Because I, then humans would. I
2: would say if viruses are alive. I'm just going to go out there. Any, yeah. any potential employers for my postdoc? I think viruses are alive. So, right, these um, these bats, right, of this of this yes. gene that I'm talking about, they are yes. they're known to carry rabies,
0: right? Ellie.
2: So I mean, yeah, that's a given. They are known to carry Nipah, which we've mentioned before.
1: Covered, covered as a, a virus. virus, yeah, may yeah. yeah. uh,
2: They're known to carry Hendra. <laughs> Which is a virus I'm working on. Which is the one on
1: that you work on. Personally. Ah, okay, so
2: I'm coming back. Exactly. Uh, they are also known as potential reservoirs for West Nile virus. Uh, specifically oh, in South India. That's not fun. I know. Um, but, you may not know this, bats oh. are like the, the prime source of viruses when it comes to mammals. If you think like rat, if you think rats are bad, bats are worse.
0: Well aren't rats considered to be bad though because they carried um the fleas that carried the plague which is a bacteria. Yeah,
2: so it's, it's not a so, virus.
0: So it's it's like apples and oranges. Or I mean, bacteria and viruses. Right. Sorry.
2: Let's put it this way. As or a, bats and rats. As a virologist.
1: Sorry.
2: As a virologist. I'd rather have a rat as a pet than a bat. Rats
1: are nice. As Same. Well, though, to be fair.
2: Yeah.
0: Also, I would feel bad about caging a bat; they want to fly.
2: Yeah, but rats want to scurry.
0: I'm okay with that. They can scurry in their cage. I'll buy them a mm-hmm. wheel. Right. It'll be fine.
2: Fair enough. Uh, no so, okay. So, beyond the uh, beyond the therapist bats, you've got some other bat species, right? Uh so okay. there's Rosettis, which is a different kind of bat. Uh very closely related to terrapid bats. Um they are considered well, they're speculated. Speculated, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: yeah. speculated to be the reservoir for Ebola. Oh
0: fuck.
2: Right? You've got the hollow-faced bats who are thought to be the reservoir for MERS, which is Middle East Respiratory Syndrome. Yeah, there you go.
0: Yeah, which is related to COVID.
2: Exactly. And then you've got SARS and SARS-CoV-2, or COVID-19, yeah. uh, which are speculated to be harbored in horseshoe bats. Um, but there's also dengue fever, West Nile virus, mm-hmm. influenza A virus. So these are all found in... A lot of different bat species. Um, so, among all the sampled bats worldwide, there are about 11,000 mm. genetically dif- distinct viruses that have been discovered. 11,000. Yeah. I don't like that. No. Um, so, for any virologists out there, um, members. Of all parts of the Baltimore classification have been discovered in bats. Uh, so the Baltimore classification is a system of classifying viruses based on their genomic material. So you've got RNA and DNA, hmm. right? You've got por- which
0: I think coronavirus is a it's an RNA virus. Correct. Yep.
2: Yeah. So coronavirus is positive positive stranded RNA virus. Uh, you've got negative stranded RNA virus. You've got double-stranded RNA virus. You've got double-stranded DNA virus. You've got single-stranded DNA virus, and then there's two others so, that I, I can't be asked to mention. So basically, there's seven classes in the Baltimore classification. All uh, viruses from all different parts of the Baltimore classification have been found in bats. So basically, bats are really bad when it comes to. Harboring viruses. Well, they're really good at it, but it's bad for us. Bad with a D. It's
1: bad for us. Um,
2: <laughs> it's
1: bad for us.
2: So, why? Uh, why? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> why? Why do you think bats are so excellent at being reservoirs for zoonotic viruses?
1: Have they got shitty anything- systems? <laughs>
2: Well, that's a good point, actually. I'll, I'll come to that in a minute. Anything I
1: else? I
0: was just going to say that think, they cover massive territories. Yeah, use your ecolo-
2: ecological knowledge.
1: The fact that there's loads of them yeah, in mm-hmm. one particular space. So yeah. anything that manages to infect one might be able to do another. Um mm.
0: Yeah, if they live in tight quarters, maybe the virus is like...
1: Yeah.
2: Maybe. So, yeah, so these are really good points, actually. So, first of all, um, obviously bats are mammals, which means there's a small tropism gap when it comes to humans. So, tropism is a identifier for what a virus... And this is me anthropomorphizing viruses. What, does a, what is a virus like, right? So, what is, it, what is its preferred host species? Right. Uh, so, think about influenza, right? So, influenza virus, you know about bird flu, you know about swine flu, all that sort of stuff. So, the jump from birds to humans is larger than it is from pigs to humans. Right. Right? Because pigs and humans are more closely related.
0: Are closely related. Right.
2: Exactly. So if you think about it, bats are mammals as well. So they're actually more closely related to humans than most bird species are.
1: Okay.
0: I don't... Sorry. Hold on. If I can just stop you there. I don't understand why necessarily that makes them like the like perfect breeding ground for viruses like... Full stop rather than that they're a perfect breeding zone or breeding zone for viruses if you're talking about like if you're if you're thinking of like humans
1: yeah.
0: uh well being. Do you know what I mean? Like are bats overall more likely to harbor more viruses or just than the ones birds that or humans. other species. Right. Or other
2: I'll come to that in a minute. But it, it, it de- <laughs> No, it's fine. Uh, it definitely plays into it. Um, so yeah so the things i'm going to mention at the moment are some of the traits that are unique to bats that make them really good reservoirs for zoonotic disease right so there's there's a few terms there right so a reservoir is where is a species where a virus generally circulates without causing much disease and then from that reservoir it can spread out to different species Right. Um, Much like a water reservoir where you hold a bunch of water until you want to use it for something else. Right. Um, And then zoonotic, as we've discussed before, means transferring from one species to another. So, as I said, bats are excellent reservoirs for zoonotic disease. And a part of that is because they're mammals, that means they share more commonalities with us than they do with other species. Right. So, they're more similar to us than they are to bats. Well, but they are bats. They're more similar to us than they are <laughs> similar to birds, which are also right. flying animals. Uh, they are more similar to us than they are to insects um, or mollusks.
0: Lizards. Lizards, yeah,
2: exactly. So that's part of it. So they this means that there's a small tropism gap. So tropism means how well it, a virus is specific to one species, right? Okay. So because bats are mammals, that means there's a small tropism gap between us and bats because they're also mammals. There's a larger right. tropism gap between us and birds, for example, or us and insects, because we're more right. distantly right. related to them.
0: It's a large it's a bigger jump from Exactly for the virus to make.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Or on the cellular level metaphorically. Yeah. Uh, so secondly, uh, they are one of the few mammals that congregate in large colonies, where there's a a lot of close contact between multiple individuals. Um, so as I mentioned before, there's a they are gregarious, which means they come together in in, in large colonies. Yeah. Um,
0: they like a party.
2: I mean, yeah,
0: like any American frat boy.
2: I mean, there's there's a lot of sucking going on, yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. <sighs>
2: so that means that there's quite an easy transmission between individuals in that colony, right? So if you imagine
0: right.
2: a city of like fifteen thousand people, right, who are all within all sucking an- each
1: other off. Yeah,
2: who who are all within within an arm's reach of each other constantly there's a lot of opportunity for disease to to transfer
0: god damn it I mean I think like I think we're literally living this example do you know what I mean like with the coronavirus we're literally living this example of like we're passing this from person to person with frankly in the states at least extreme ease when people are Congregating and not wearing masks At aka any Trump Fucking rally
1: Katie, we're being hypocrites again And Tim is right here I'm alright with that
0: Uh,
2: (laughs) There's undoubtedly A number of democrat voters Who are also anti-vax And anti-mask
1: Less I'm sure
2: Fewer (laughs) but yes. Fair
0: enough Fair, I'll accept it Fewer is definitely the correct term
1: (laughs)
2: Thank
0: you. Um, I would please advise anyone that has questions about the vaccine or the coronavirus please, to please visit the CDC.
2: Please please, please wear a mask. It helps. And
0: that, also,
2: you that will still get your fair share of oxygen. Um, also, please take the vaccine because it's not being rushed. There's just a lot more funding for it Money. at the moment.
1: Yeah, how I've tried to explain this to people, I'm like, if every vaccine could happen within a year then it would. Yes. But it can't yeah. because of funding, because of exactly. manpower, because of all these things. Because like, we
0: literally have yeah, to scrape it, it and... isn't that
1: we wait ten years to look to see what the like like no. the side effects are. We would know if there were side effects almost immediately because the side effects that happen long term are side effects that happen immediately yeah. anyway. Also, it's just does yeah. it then prolong? It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Sorry.
2: Sp- specifically for COVID-19. So this virus is very, as I said before, this virus is very similar to SARS. Um, and MERS. And MERS. Where, so SARS first came about in, I think, 2002. So we've known about this for at least eight years. Mm-hmm. Uh, researchers have been working on developing a vaccine system to this virus for about eight years, and that has been adapted to the specific requirements for SARS-CoV-2, which is very, again, very similar to SARS, causing COVID-19. So we
1: uh, yeah, had the building blocks for anything. Anyway, in, la- right.
2: in the last, right. exactly. So basically, the whole foundation was there. All we needed was the specifics, and that's all they've done, and they've rolled it out. And the vaccine is shown to be very effective and very specific and very safe. So all that knowledge is already there. So if you have any qualms about this vaccine, I don't... I feel no uh, risk whatsoever going on record as saying this vaccine is safe. It will...
1: Tim is a virologist.
2: It will protect you as a a soon-to-be
0: doctor in virology
2: (laughs) uh (laughs) there's no uh seriousness going on whatsoever there's no microchips in in vaccines um if anything no
0: that's in your pocket exactly
2: if anything (laughs) your phone's already got a microchip in it which will do much more than you would probably want to know um just if you're eligible for the vaccine, just fucking get it because oh my god, right. I don't
1: know, stressful.
2: So as a disclaimer, I'm not a vaccinologist, so even though I know a lot about viruses and that that's where my passion lies. Um I've never personally developed a vaccine. But I understand <laughs> I understand the, the principles that go behind the current vaccine that's being rolled out by Pfizer. Um, so how this vaccine works is it introduces a um, a part of the COVID-19 uh, causing virus, so SARS-CoV-2, uh, but only a small part of it, specifically the spike protein. Basically, what this vaccine does is it introduces a code to your cells that says expresses protein so you may think oh that's that sounds quite dangerous you know introducing genetic material into my cells um but the thing that's being introduced is messenger RNA and messenger RNA is being used by your cells constantly to express proteins all the time so it's not actually integrating anything into your cells there's no um it's not like your cells are being mutated. it's just, They're just being told, here, make this.
0: <clears throat> right?
2: And this is the viral spike protein. So it's only a small part of the actual virus. So when this spike protein is being expressed, the cell recognizes it as non-self. And that's very important. So it, it recognizes it as something that it shouldn't be making. Uh, which means it then presents part of that protein after degrading it um on these mhc receptors um so mhc stands for major histocompatibility complex and these are basically like they they're basically like a, a a spotlight towards the immune system and they say like look at this bit that i found inside my cell <sighs> This shouldn't be here. Please respond. And then an immune cell comes along and it recognizes that bit and says, that looks really weird. We should probably be on the lookout for this. And it starts producing antibodies. So right. these antibodies will then recognize anything that expresses that protein, including...
0: For example, the real... Exactly. Virus, so the, <laughs> in this the, case.
2: So the real virus, SARS-CoV-2, causing COVID-19, Um has these spike proteins on its surface. So if you've been vaccinated by this vaccine, your immune system will know how to recognize these spike proteins. Right? So if you then encounter the virus and are infected, that means your immune system will recognize that these spike proteins are present on the virus. It will then direct its antibodies against it, causing the virus to not be able to infect your cells and also be cleared from your body,
1: right? And that's all the vaccine does, as well, isn't it? It's it's not that it can do anything else. It's all it can essentially do is allow your body to express these spike proteins. Like you don't make the whole virus, you don't make no. anything like exactly. that. Exactly, it's just yeah. And the machinery, the, the spike the... proteins, yeah, can't make you have any kind of disease. They can't give you coronavirus or anything it's just it's just correct not.
2: correct
1: yeah well, and i
0: think th- it's been a long time since i took like microbiology keep in mind but i think there's also this thing called like a negative feedback loop in human immune systems where once we finally do recognize a certain antigen uh, the second time that the body sees it, it responds to it more emphatically. Exactly. And so it's kind of like, oh shit, this thing we know is our. We already know that this thing we've seen this before. This is really bad. We're taking care of it right off the bat. So that's why, you know, off the bat, I think it works. <laughs> that's <laughs> why I think it works also so well. Right off the bat, fuck you guys. I hate <laughs> you both. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding amazing uh, well done. yeah you. no
2: definitely that's that's really well well put together so i mean honestly so i'm astounded i'm opinion. astounded i can still explain this after half a bottle of whiskey um
1: and that was very I good you... as you were doing it i thought could my mum understand this i i think so i think really the good. last
2: point i want to make about the the COVID nineteen vaccine is that so this this vaccine is basically made up of a lipid shell, which is just like our um our cell membranes.
1: So lipid and is then, like fat, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: For those that
2: might not know. Um so it resembles our cell membrane. And then inside of that little inside of that sort of vesicle, which is like a little um a little pod. Yeah, a little pod. It contains that messenger RNA, right? So when that messenger RNA enters your cell, the only thing it will do is indicate what proteins need to be made. It doesn't integrate into your genomes, it doesn't persist. So messenger RNA generally is degraded quite quickly. Um, this would be like an
0: IKEA instructions manual. <laughs>
2: Exactly so it only tells a cell what to make and after a while that messenger RNA is degraded and it will just disappear so it, after
0: and similarly the final product that you make should eventually be disintegrated by
2: exactly the
0: immune system exactly much so, also like an IKEA product
2: <laughs> so nothing of know. this of this vaccine will persist in your body literally no part of it it's completely safe. It's completely effective. It will save lives. All it
1: does, yeah. All it does is just makes it so that if we can, and when <laughs> coronavirus arrives in your body, your body's just like sick. I know, I know this. I got this. I already know this. It's like you studied for the test. Exactly. That that's a very good analogy. And then when you've allergy. taken the test, yeah, and then when you've taken the test, you can just forget about it forever. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, never
0: mind. Fuck that. No, just kidding. You'll have it in your body. You'll be fine. That's the negative feedback, Luke. Back
1: to bats?
2: Yes. <laughs> well, this right. is, no,
1: this is a very important bat, bat spec. It is
2: a. <laughs> I mean, I think it's somewhat related because I was talking about
1: oh, SARS and SARS CoV 2 being
2: found in horseshoe bats.
1: I thought this was your final. Like, oh, no. I thought you were leading this to oh. be like, I'm I thought talking about we had bats and now no. it's the coronavirus so, vaccine. Everybody, so, I'm a virologist, listen to me. <laughs> uh,
2: so <laughs> SARS and SARS-CoV-2 or COVID-19 are found in horseshoe bats, but they're not therapist bats, right? So they're a, a very different species of bats.
1: Also really ugly. Just saying.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: <sighs> like a human child.
2: Yeah, so I think I mentioned not that one. among all the sa- all the bats sampled worldwide, there's about eleven thousand genetically distinct viruses uh, in yeah. twenty eight taxonomical virus families. So that's that's like Ew. that's a lot, right?
0: That's fair. Yeah, that's a lot.
2: I don't
0: like that. Um, that we know of e-
2: exactly. So but not really. I mean, yeah. <laughs> We, so we know about a lot of different viruses being found in bats, but that's only the ones we sampled. Um, there's, there's a couple of unique traits that make bats excellent reservoirs for zoonotic disease. Um, as I said before, there's a small tropism gap. Uh, again, they're mammals, so they're very closely related to as humans, which makes a jump right. between bat and human smaller than it would be between bird and human, for example. Uh, right. There's close contact between multiple individuals in those large colonies or camps.
0: Frat party, yeah.
2: Exactly. Um, Also, they're long-lived. As I mentioned before, these bats, they can live up to 30 years in captivity and up to about 15 years on average in the wild, Uh, which means that over their lifetime, they can accrue a lot of different viruses. So these viruses will replicate in their bodies as they live um and they will always be able to uh transfer them onto other susceptible individuals
0: right and i guess because they because the viruses don't necessarily hurt the bats that much they just kind of like mm. are chilling
2: definitely so the viruses not hurting the bats is actually an interesting point because bats have a really weird immune system when it comes to mammals um,
0: Interesting.
2: So, them being the, let's say, only, in you know quotation marks.
0: Casual.
2: Uh, flight-capable mammals, it uh, comes with some advantages. Obviously, they can, can, can fucking fly, fly around, which I think everyone's dreamed about at some point. Um, but it also comes... We, with, we
0: know what you're dreaming of, I guess.
2: Well. Uh, it also comes into some problems. So uh active like powered flight comes with some high metabol- metabolic demands right because obviously it requires a lot of energy um right. and that also means it comes with so with a lot of cellular stress and inflammation so you you generate a lot of active oxygen species mm. um you generate a lot of uh, heat a lot of right. stress on, on the cellular level uh, so basically think about like how how do you feel after a long sustained sprint right so you can I,
1: spend I a I, couple I've of, never well
0: I don't know I did how would uh, guys, I feel not I did very happy. two workouts today and I'm exhausted two?
1: So exactly I really so, did it was it was gross.
2: So you must have let so let's say you sprint for a I've couple been poor hundred in meters, the past couple right? Days,
1: I've got an excuse.
2: Right. So Usain Bolt, he sprints hundred meters in what like nine point something. He m- fucking
1: seconds.
2: bolts it, he does. Yeah, that's <laughs> fucking insane. Um so imagine She's that. fucking Usain. <laughs> imagine that, but then sustaining it for hours.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a no. Mm-mm.
2: Basically, that's what bat that's what bats do when they fly. Right? Oh, that sucks. Yeah.
0: Now I understand why they eat so much, though. That makes sense.
2: Exactly. So a part of that as well is that they have this adaptation where their um uh, their immune system and their inflammation reaction is sort of downgraded. So they are in a constant state of inflammation because of their flight capabilities. Right? So their hmm. their systems are constantly under uh duress because they're flying, which is very right. uh, taxing. Um so these bats, they, they've they've developed this system where their inflammation reaction is completely downgraded. Um and a side effect of this is that when vi- when they're being infected by a virus, their inflammation as a reaction to the virus is also downgraded. Oh. So this actually prevents these bats from experiencing significant adverse effects from viral infection. Um so when they're being so, in what
0: th- you're saying is to get rid of? Just kidding.
2: No, no, go for it.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say like to fight to, <laughs> to fight viruses. We all just have to sprint a lot, but it's a horrible thing, and it's oh, disinformation, and I don't want anyone to take it nearly anywhere seriously because it's not an actual thing.
2: Uh, I mean, at least for humans. No, but not he, for me. Uh, I, I don't think there's any scientific evidence that for humans sprinting reduces the. Uh, susceptibility to virus infection.
0: No. For it bat- would be horrible.
2: For bats, however, um, because they've evolved the system of lowering their inflammation reaction because it's necessary for sustained flight, that also means they've lowered their inflammation reaction to virus infection. And that actually okay. results in them being significantly uh, less infected by viral infections. So they tolerate mm. more viral replication than most other, uh, most other mammals. Um, they're less likely to become ill or die from viral infections. So that makes them the perfect mm. reservoir for viral yeah. infections, right? Because their yeah. whole system is basically geared towards allowing viruses to replicate.
0: Are they, just out of curiosity, are bats used much in cancer research? Do you know?
2: Uh, I'm a structural and molecular (laughs) biologist, Sorry. So I do not know.
0: No, it just just (laughs) makes me think. Because if they have, like, specific adaptations to inflammation, I know that, like, inflammation is, like, a huge stressor for cancer. And so I'm curious if, like, they have, like, really horrible cancers or, like, what those look like. We'll have to get a bat cancer researcher on here next time. God damn it, Tim! Okay. Do it, do it.
2: Honestly, I'd be interested to find out because, I mean, to to be fair, living thirty years for a mammal that's only about like what a kilogram. Yeah, that's pretty decent, right? So the biggest one is the the giant gold golden crowned flying fox, which I've mentioned before. One point six kilograms. Which is three and a half pounds. Uh, Wingspan of 1.7 meters. So 5 foot 7 inch.
0: Like,
1: height of Ellie. 5 foot 7 inch? I'm not 5 foot 7. I'm 5 foot 5, mate.
0: So they're bigger than you, Ellie.
1: (laughs) They are. They're taller than me. (laughs) They
2: can live longer than Kurt Cobain.
0: (laughs) Damn, dude. Why you gotta hit like that? Why you gotta hit like that? That was unnecessary.
1: But factual. I mean, Um, did you see? Did you see? Um, the actually, I don't even know how long ago this was, but I only just saw an article on it recently that, um, Snoop Dogg, re, uh, like reposted a picture of him and, quote unquote, Kurt Cobain, and it had actually been like a manufactured picture where someone had, it wasn't real, and Kurt and um Snoop Dogg had reposted and put like me and Kurt. Circa 2000 and like, or like 1992 or no. something, and then everyone was like, Oh my god, this is fake. like it's actually like oh a no, this is really funny. Oh, that's Sorry, so man, right? And it was like Snoop was so high that he doesn't even remember like the
0: 90s. <laughs> I mean, fair, All
2: right? So, so then the question is, right, these bats are very susceptible to getting viruses, but they they don't really experience any illness or or disease or death from them. How does Mm -hmm. that translate to humans? How does that mean zoonotic transmission? So part of that is because these, as I mentioned before, flying foxes are uh, fruit eating, or what is it? like Fructivorous?
1: Uh, no, it's fru- frugiv- frugivorous.
2: frugivorous. Frugivorous, there you go.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. yeah. Frugivorous. Interesting. They, they eat G. fruit. Uh,
2: that means they come into contact with uh, farmers a lot, right? So there's this conflict about them eating the fruit that
0: the farmers the want to sell. Yeah, yeah
2: exactly. Um, it also means that while they forage... Uh, aside from coming into contact with humans they will excrete their saliva onto the fruit as they sort of nibble on it
1: gross right
2: which could contain viruses so the saliva could yeah. contain viruses they will urinate as they forage uh oh. which could again end up on the fruit itself or around into, the fruit trees or whatever um,
0: Obviously, never ruined the rule. Don't shit where you eat. But okay.
2: Well, that brings me on to the next point because, for some fucked up reason, humans decided that guano or bat feces yeah.
1: are
2: like no, are like the perfect fertilizer.
1: No, what? but don't no. they also have like coffee with like gu- guano? That's
2: just that's just fucking bat shit crazy.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, Tim, you, you save in so, that up. Get out. You, that, this you're, whole not, time, you're not invited back again. This whole time <laughs> you had did that. You,
0: did you have that written on your sheet? No, I he would have done
1: it. He does, yeah, I know he does, yeah. <laughs> if you'd have denied it, I'd have put my foot down and been like, he absolutely oh, does have that written down. Tim has no. loads of jokes written down in his phone for like, God, if damn. if he ever wants to do stand-up. And I knew, and and I knew as soon as he said that, I felt it in my bones that that's been there for a long uh, time. Oh no. (laughs) Oh no.
2: Right. I mean, again, I don't want to kink shame, but there's some people that (laughs) they hunt bats for meat. No. That's, I mean, that's how you get Ebola. SARS. Yeah, it's how you get
1: Ebola.
0: i mean, like, I get it. People got to eat. Yeah, but... And if it's, like, That'd the size easy. of Ellie, that's going to feed a family, you know? Don't fucking uh, eat bats. Excuse me. <laughs> Anything else? I mean, like, I think based off of what you've said in this podcast, bats definitely would be the last choice. Mm. They shouldn't they should
2: be even on the on the list of possibilities. No,
0: they should not. And you know what? That's an excellent message to take away from this entire co- conservation, or conservation, fuck it. Conversation. Hey. If you want to avoid a zoonotic disease, don't eat meat, and that's it.
2: Well, okay. Thank you. And goodbye. I, I want to nuance that a little bit. Here is the thing, right? Coming from a virologist, who's also who's also a flexitarian. Don't eat meat. If you do want to eat meat, don't eat eat any bush meat.
1: It's hard to say that though when you Disease. say it's 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 hard to come from a Western perspective and say don't it is. do something that's
2: If you have no choice but to eat bush meat, don't eat fucking bats.
1: <laughs> that's the title of the
0: episode, don't eat fucking bats.
1: But also still, it is coming from a very um hypocritical, in my in my opinion, perspective to say don't eat bats. But also, these things can come from other animals, like we've had bird flu, we've had swine Mm -hmm. flu and all these things. These things can happen. And just because it's more likely from bats, from this episode that I've learnt, these can happen from other animals. So, coming from a Western perspective and saying, don't eat bats, also, I mean make me from a vegetarian perspective don't eat any animal <laughs> uh
2: no I, I, I don't think this has anything to do with perspective um just don't eat any don't eat any fucking bats because
0: <laughs> oh. I'm going straight back the risk, to it. The, okay the, i think you know what here's my takeaway yeah is that obviously you know human society We've evolved to a certain point where we can do something and therefore should do something. Is that alternative meats? Is that, you know, alternative proteins?
1: We don't need it anymore is to survive that, by any stretch of the imagination.
0: Is, yeah, is that, is that making uh, world hunger come to an end? Yes. Like all to all the above. And, and in addition to all of that, also just don't fucking eat bats. Like as like, like an all-encompassing thing. Yeah. Just, okay, fair here's, enough. I'll here's accept the that. takeaways. Reduce your impact. Do what you can to pressure leaders to make the right decisions. Don't eat fucking bats.
2: I'm a man, so I'm just going to have the last word, right?
0: <laughs>
2: um, if you have no choice but to eat meat, eat something most taxonomically distantly really related from you as possible. Because it will reduce... It will, like a bug. Yeah, because it will, yeah, it will, it will also, maximize the tropism gap and you'll be fine. Like, you can eat raw fish, right? Without much issue. But you don't want to eat raw beef or pork.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't want to eat raw Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that's a good point. Tropism gap, good. Bat, bad.
2: I mean, yeah. That's me done, I think.
1: That's you done. We done. Yeah. That was excellent. <laughs> any questions? Well done, I, Tim. Any more questions? Honestly, Tim, I, I think yeah. I've enjoyed every moment of that. Good. This was excellent.
0: Right. Uh, want to address the listeners who we've ignored for? <laughs> just kidding. Uh, to address the listeners for one final kind of closing, thank you, Tim, for appearing on the pod. Uh, listeners, if you want to follow Tim's journey through academia or whatever, uh, I'm probably think that the best way to do it would be through um, Instagram, which his Instagram handle is. It's not academic. That's for it. One. it is. Yeah, it's, it's nice pictures. No, so, but it's nice pictures. Right. He, they'll find his name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So
2: go to my Instagram if you want nice uh, landscape photography. Uh, moments cool. of Tim, underscore between each word.
0: Oh my God, it's like moments of time. Yeah. I get hey, it.
2: There you go. Um,
0: I'm so dumb. If,
2: you, <laughs> if you're more academically inclined, uh, visit my LinkedIn. Uh, Tim, <laughs> Tim here. Uh Why so P A S S C H I R, or on Research ResearchGate as well. I'm just going to do a shameless plug here.
1: I've never even advertised my own LinkedIn or my own like and You're like,
0: get out, Ellie. This isn't about you. It's not about Tim now.
1: Okay.
2: If you are a if you are a group leader looking for postdoc applicants uh please Fuck. please
0: Tim, Tim, you're
1: done as well you have a Here's very warped <laughs> idea of the sorts of people that listen to this podcast and if i'm sorry like... if i've misled you thinking that you could come <laughs> on here and find a postdoc position but right i Ellie, hope I you're wish... done as
0: well nope <laughs> if you want to know anything else about tim or his research <laughs> or his Instagram. You can find your information on the intoxicology website, which is intotoxicology.com. He will be on the featured guest page, which will come up as soon as this episode airs. Please do check it out. Yes, it is new. Uh, speaking of which, we have a brand new intoxicology website, intoxicology.com. <laughs>
1: And if you uh, want to email us, it's um, I don't even remember what the intoxicology, intoxicology podcast, podcast at gmail.com and our exactly ads right. on all social media, are just at intoxicology. If you want to contact us, and
0: please. Yeah. If you want to contact us yeah. and one final reminder, if you like the podcast, please do rate and review us on um, Apple podcasts. It helps other listeners like you find the pod
1: and connect with us. So and if you'd like to eat a bat, <laughs> please don't. <laughs> Thank you.
2: Also, if you like <laughs> me to come back again, give me a thumbs up.
1: No, <laughs> no, no, we will, we will, we'll have you back, Tim. Don't you worry, right?
2: Can I just say I enjoyed this thoroughly. I had a good time.
1: Aww, thank you, Tim. Aww, thanks, Tim. That makes me really happy. <laughs> Tim's saying this because he is drunk, but you don't have to be. <laughs>
2: uh, I mean, I you know I don't think they're going to listen anyway but I can highly recommend Talisker Port single malt Scottish whiskey
0: <laughs> we better get freaking money from Talisker now okay just get it. a good choice Tim
1: it's bedtime bye everybody goodbye everybody Sanji. that's it <laughs> in a bit <bizzle>. so bye
2: bye <laughs>